Welcome to Trust in the Lord with Pastor Tim Dove of the Mission Life Christian Center in Bryson City, North Carolina, where we are intentionally demonstrating God's love in every moment. Grab your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dove as we trust in the Lord as presented in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Now sit back and enjoy the living Word of God. Today I want to talk to you about making some noise. Psalms 47, 1 and 2 says, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. Now I have a story in the Bible about David and Goliath in 1 Samuel 17 and 40, where it comes apparent that David knew about clapping his hands. David knew about shouting to the Lord with the voice of triumph. David came through a lot of battles with a lion and a bear. David became uh, very confident in the tools that God gave him to support the mission that he had as a shepherd. Now he finds himself ready to fight the battle with Goliath, and his faith is not wavering one bit, whether it be a lion, a bear, or this big mouth Goliath, standing in the way of the victory for God's people and God himself as, as he rises up in front of the king and says, I need to take this guy on. Now we look in 1 Samuel 17 and 40. David's already been before Saul. He's already tried on Saul's uh, armor. He's already declared that he's, he's not uh, tested this armor. The only armor that he has tested with the tools that God gave him and proved himself through it, through that, with his staff, his sling, and his stone, and stones. And as he was to go to fight Goliath, he could only take what he had proven to use to win victories in the name of God, to protect his sheep. Now we see in 1 Samuel 17:40. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch, which he had. And as his sling was in his hand, he drew near to the Philistine. Now this is the time where we must allow our testimonies to be unwavering. The unwavering faith cause disruption in the spirit realm. Let me say that again. The testimonies of unwavering faith cause disruption in the spirit realm. Hebrews 10 and 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful. Who's faithful? God is faithful. He's faithful to be there in the midst of our battles. He's faithful to win those battles for us. He's faithful to lead us and guide us whatever we must do in those battles. And he's faithful to finish what he starts in us. David knew this as, as he was a shepherd and he knew God. And he had had many times where he had to trust in God for victories. And God gave him overwhelming victories many times as a shepherd. And now he has to stand up as a shepherd for the men of Israel, for the for Israel itself in the in the in the uh eyes of God and in the direction of he who has promised and that is God himself as, as we go forward and in Psalms 
47, 1 and 2, where it says, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. On that day, the only one with the strength to clap his hands, the only one with the strength to shout to God with the voice of triumph, was a little teenage boy named David. For he knew that his God was awesome. In 1 Samuel 17, 40, we look at certain things that happened. We'll read this one more time, and then we're going to break this down. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the book, and put them in a shepherd bag in a pouch which he had. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Now let's look at this. What did he take in his hand? He took his staff. This is telling me as an example that he took his authority. That staff represented his authority as a shepherd. And he took everything that he used in the field to defend the sheep. He took everything to the field to defeat Goliath. He took the authority of a shepherd into the field of battle against Goliath. Then it says he chose. He chose for himself five smooth stones from the book. From the brook. Now look, look at this. I view that that he chose five smooth stones from the brook. But for our example, he chose in my mind five smooth scriptures from the word of God. That's, that's our example. We need to understand. We need to get a multitude of scriptures together. We need to walk in the authority that God gave us. We need to get a multitude of scriptures together that speak to the battle that we are about to go against Goliath of our life. And we need to make sure we put him in that pouch, put that in that place. Now, it says here that he put them in the shepherd's bag in a pouch. And I view this as, if, as, as we put the scriptures of God, the word of God, in our heart. The word of God says, that I put your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And he puts it in his heart. Now, in his hands, he has a sling. And that sling represents the testimony. Don't you know you need to be ready and have your testimony tested? In those days, when they would use a sling, the Bible talks about the men that were able to use that sling and, and would be able to split a hair at a distance. David was very accomplished with this sling and even in these days you can find people that still use slings like this that are still accomplished and very deadly accurate in there David knew that when he had his testimony and those words inside his heart that the sling itself in his hand was the testimony of God's faithfulness that he's always and never let him down so think about it in his hand was his authority where his staff he chose scriptures out, out, of, out of God's word and he implanted those scriptures in the shepherd's bag or in this instance I'm calling it to us in our hearts we hid the word of God. Now with, the, with, with our hands moving according to the word of God I see that the sling for us is that testimony. The testimony that God has implanted in our lives. What testimony? How he's brought us through. How his his word never fails us. So David put that test that uh, his uh, scriptures, the word of God, in his heart. And when it came time to fight the battle against Goliath, 
He pulled the word of testimony out of his, his uh, sling bag or out of his heart. He drew near to the Philistine, which means he approached his accuser. Do you know when you're going to battle, you don't go away from your accuser. And we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of darkness. And we know that people are influenced by these principalities, by these rulers of darkness. But we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood. We take the word of God and implant that into the atmosphere so that that person that's being influenced might be set free but that attack coming against you will come to a halt and that Goliath will die before you in the name of Jesus. But you've got to approach your accuser. You've got to head off and face to face that accuser with the word of God, pulling out of your heart the word that is hitting there with the authority that you have through Christ, making sure that your testimony is making some noise. In Hebrews 10.23, let's open up this again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. That's how we could boldly go up and approach our accuser, because we know that God has promised, and he is faithful. Hallelujah. So the testimonies of an unwavering faith cause disruption in the spirit realm. Don't take the enemy's word, or even your own word. Believe God's word only. It's very important not to allow your flesh to direct your path. It's very important not to let the enemy's word direct your actions and, and your responses. But you go and understand what God's word says. And you can only understand God's word if you devoured it and implanted that word into your heart. So that when it's time to come against that battle, you're not running to the word to search for the answers. You already have the answers in you. It's time to stop being a child looking for answers right in the midst of battle, but stand up a man and woman of God. Research the word of God. Have that, that word ready so that when you go into the battle, you can sling without wavering with the word of God into the atmosphere against the enemy, and God will supply all your needs. God will come in and be faithful in the midst of that battle. But if you happen to be facing a giant that you just don't know how to, you don't have the word with you right now, it's all right to go back behind the lines and go to the brook. It's all right to go, go in, get into that water and find those smooth stones. It's all right to dig in God's word and find some, find some living word, some living stones to rise up. Find that word that speaks to the, the giant in which you are getting ready to battle. It's all right to go back there and say, I'm not going to come fight you until I know what God's word says about this. But I tell you, I, with authority, you stand right there and you wait on me. Here I come, baby. In 1 Samuel 17, 43 and 44, it says, So the Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the fields. How many times have you been threatened by, by, by your Goliath? that you're going to be destroyed and the birds of the, of the air are going to eat at your carcass. How many times has, has the, the, your Goliath cursed you and, and by his own God? How, how many times have you, have you heard that, that you're just not enough? How many times have you heard that you don't know what you're doing? How many times have you heard that you, you, you don't amount to what, what you need to be? But I tell you, the empty threats, 
The empty threatenings of a defeated foe sound like this. The moment that Goliath began to attack God's people and speak against God, he was a dead man walking. So let me let me hear it again. So the Philistines said to David, I am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistines said, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds, uh, to the birds of the air and the beasts of the fields. Those empty threatenings were the signal point that he was a dead man walking. You can you can hear the enemy speak. Through someone. You can hear the enemy come against you in your mind. But I, I declare to you, the enemy will always try to detract you from the promise of God. If you know the promise of God and the enemy begins to speak, that's an indication that he's marked to be a dead man right there, then and there. Whatever is coming against you that's contrary to God's word, contrary to his promise to you, and you faithfully following God, you can stand on his word unwavering. That means that you don't have your own thoughts or opinions. You don't have your eyes open for the results. You're operating by faith. Faith is all the evidence you need. There might be a big black hole right in front of you that says that there's nothing there. But by faith unwavering, what fills up that void is the word of God, the promises of God. And I can stand on that knowing that God's promises, that may look in my eyes, that, that it's, a, it's a void right there. That may be in my ears as something is missing and I just can't hear the promise. But I take the word of God by faith and I implant it into that place that is, not, is a void for my eyes to see and my ears to hear nothing. And I say and declare to God by faith unwavering, that this is the promise of God, and then I'm going to stand on that, and it doesn't matter what uh, someone else's opinion or experience says, or my own opinion, or my own experience. It doesn't matter what the enemy says about the situation. That Goliath is going to die in the name of Jesus. How wonderful it is to serve a faithful God, the only faithful God, the only God, the one and true and living God. So David did this. David made a declaration of victory by faith. In verse 45 of 1 Samuel chapter 17, then David said to the Philistine, you come with me, at me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. What authority. <laughs> what authority we speak with that same authority know the word of God know and fellowship with the Lord understand and have that relationship with him verse 46 it says this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you what faith what declaration and this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds he turned that attack he turned that accusation of Goliath back on him by faith. By the, he, said, he said the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. See, David wasn't declaring this for David's own pride. David wasn't doing this for Saul. David wasn't even doing it with the men of Israel and the people of Israel, the armies. He wasn't doing it for that. The reason he was standing is because he that Goliath defied the God of Israel. 
And he said that all the earth, in verse 46, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. When the enemy comes against you, he's coming against God. And you stand up to defend that and you say, people are going to know today who God is. People know today that the whole earth will know today, Goliath, when you fall in my life because my testimony is going out. And when your body falls, I'm going to cut your head off and everyone's going to know. Verse 47 says, Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and the spear. Get that? For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Hallelujah, glory. Don't you know whatever battle you go against? The battle is the Lord's. You try to fight a, a, a physical battle in the spiritual realm. Don't you know that when you fight a spiritual battle in the spiritual realm, when that victory is won, it affects the, the physical realm and you start to see manifest those victories. But when you try to fight a spiritual battle in the physical realm, all you do is frustrate yourself. You cannot get victory that way. You have to fight the spiritual battle because if we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, why are we wrestling against flesh and blood? The weapons of our warfare aren't carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down the strongholds. But carnality, the, the weapons of our carnal, our weapons are not for flesh and blood. Our weapons are for spiritual war. And when we take the battle to the spirit realm, know that by faith, when you take the battle to the spirit realm, that thing which you're having faith for will manifest. As the victory is won in the spirit realm, it will be released in the physical realm, manifested to your victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now let's, let's look at 1 Samuel. 17 and 49. Don't you know that in your life the devil has lived long enough? Let's look at 48 first. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Get that. The big man was coming. He was done talking. And now he is wanting to make clear and do to David what he had promised. And David, who was much smaller, many men would have cowered at that time. If David was standing in his own flesh, no, no, no. He could not. He would not stay there on the battlefield. But David was standing in faith. David was standing in the spirit. David was rising, David was rising up to the occasion that God has called him to. And the anointing of the Lord was upon him. And David in that anointing, David in that promise, David in that faith, David in that fellowship with God, David in that moment hurried and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Glory to God. That means, baby, if you've got a Goliath coming against you, understand that you load up with the authority of God. You fill up your heart with the word of God. You get all of your weapons put together. And then you don't, you don't quake under what he says. You stand in authority. You stand in what God has said about you. You stand in what God says about the situation. You rise up by faith and you run towards the army. And he met the Philistine. Then David put his hand in the bag as he was running and took out a stone. What did he do? He took out the word. 
and he slung it with his testimony and struck the Philistine in the forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. Verse 50 says, So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Look at this, 51. Therefore David ran again and he stood over the Philistine. There's something big going to happen here. He took his sword and drew it out of a sheath that killed him and cut off the head with it. See, you've got to, you've got to understand that after you make the declaration of faith in the presence of your enemy, and God says that he's with you, and you know what God's word says about the situation, and he releases you by his authority to go at it, you must run to the victory by faith. David was running to the victory by faith and won that victory by operating according to how God has brought him up and of the authority that God raised him in. Let's look at 1 Samuel 17 and 40 and break it down a little bit because this is our example of victory. You see, when it says David hurried and ran toward the enemy, that's telling me that God wants us to pursue the enemy of God. You see the enemy of God? Gather together what needs to be had. Pursue that enemy. What did he do? He put his hand in the bag. When you're pursuing the enemy of God, you must reach into your heart and retrieve the word of God that's hidden there and make it ready inside the sling. So he took the stone out. What did he do? He took the word of God out of his heart and then he slung it. See, it's not enough to take the word of God out. It's not enough to find it hidden in your heart. You must take it out and you must put it inside of your testimony. And then you must sling that testimony, the word of God, forward. <laughs> and it said to strike the Philistine in his forehead. Let me tell you, God's word never returns void. And I must say, what does that mean? God's word always prospers. When you speak out God's word by faith, when you take out God's word and put it inside your testimony, and you throw that out against the enemy, know that it's going to hit its target. Know that it will never return void. There's not going to be any emptiness with that word when it returns to you. It will always come back prosperous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says that the stone sank into his forehead. You know, your testimony will always Hit its mark because God is directing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just trust the Lord. And it says that Goliath fell on his face. Do you know that your Goliath will be knocked out and down for the count when you're going with your testimony, when you're going in the authority of God, when you take, take and sling that testimony around and you release that word into the, into the face of that enemy? He has no way to stand. He will be down for the count. And the Bible says David prevailed. And guess what? You win. You win. You win against the Goliath of your life. You win against that thing. Why? Faith unwavering. It doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's a health situation, a financial situation, a spiritual situation. Doesn't matter if it's something in someone else's life. You just by faith go without wavering and you take the word of God. You put it in your heart. You take the authority of God that goes with it 
And then you take your testimony, you pull it out, pull that word out of your heart, and you stick and make some noise with that sling, and you throw it into the face of the enemy, and the enemy will fall before you, guaranteed, and you win. The point is, don't forget to follow through, though. Don't forget to follow through. When your enemy has come to the ground and he's knocked out, you got to follow through on the enemy. David ran and stood over the body of his enemy. You need to run over the fallen enemy of your life, the fallen Goliath of your life, and you need to stand over that thing's carcass, and you need to take his accusations and cut off his head with it. What are you saying? Look, <laughs> this is what God says. I'm going to use this same word. Don't forget to follow through. Check this out. Run to your enemy and stand over his body. Refuse his accusations and kill him and cut his head off. Let me give you a, a few accusations. I, I'm taking my enemy. He's already down. The authority's already there. He's knocked out. And I'm taking his sword, his accusations out of my... Uh, 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 <laughs> his accusations out of his sheath. And I'm raising up to cut his head off. And how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? You said I'm nothing? Well, Psalms 139 and 14 says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. That is a, that is a motion of swinging down to cut off that enemy. Says you're nothing? No, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And marvelous are your works. Hallelujah. <laughs> you said I'm worthless and I'm known. But Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed you in the room, I knew you. He knows my name. He knows who I am. Get ready for a cut. I'm taking your accusation. I'm going to cut your head off. And I'm going to display that thing for all to see. You said I have no future. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think of you towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Cut the head off of that Goliath. Know what the word of God says. Know what's hidden in your heart. Woo! Glory to God. Don't you see that what God says is what is. Not what you think. Not what your neighbor thinks. Not what mama and daddy think. Not what the preacher thought. Not what the enemy has said against you. What God has said, know his promises, plant them in the center of your heart. And when it comes time to go against that devil, comes time to go against that enemy, comes down to take out some principalities and rulers of darkness, reach into your heart with the word of God of the promise of what God says about the situation, put it inside the sling of your testimony, and make some noise. <laughs> now let's take a, talk about the sound of a testimony. We go back to 1 Samuel 17 and 49. It says, Then David put his hand in the bag and took out the stone. <laughs> and he slung it. Think about this. And struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead. And he fell on his face to the earth. Just put your mind on the sound of the sling coming to speed. I can hear it. Take a, take a rope a, a, around you and just sling it over your head. Sling it as it starts to break open the, 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 the sound across the winds. And it starts to roar. 
and you can hear the speed of, of, of that strap as it's going around, and the faster you get, the more noise it makes. Now, check it, check this out. In the spirit realm, it is changing the atmosphere. Your testimony revving up to release the word begins to change the atmosphere in the spirit realm. It's breaking through all the distractions, the accusations, and every lie of the devil. Just think about it. You start to rev up your testimony. And that lying devil has to take notice that the word of God's getting ready to be released. And they have to take cover. They have to make some different plans. Because something's getting ready to happen. Something's getting ready to destroy their plans. And the more noise you make and the, the more you rev up, the more you begin to ready the releasing of the word of God by your testimony into the spirit realm. You begin to see the breaking and the cracking of the authority and the, the dominion that that spirit realm, those spirits had. And you begin to see the, the release of God's authority into the area. And the atmosphere begins to be changed. Think about it. Think about it. We don't testify enough in our lives. We need to clap our hands. His shout to the Lord in the voice of triumph. We need to take the word of God out there day in and day out and speak into the spirit realm. Why? Because we need to set the captive free. We need to go to those that hate us and start praying and speaking over those things that are, that are speaking to them, that are influencing their actions. And we need to love them so that they can see that there is a God in heaven. Then I'm not going to re react to what that person is doing to me. I'm going to take the battle to that spirit. I'm going to take that, that battle to that devil. I'm going to take that, that, that battle to that demonic force in the name of Jesus. I'm going to take the weapons of my warfare and put them where they, they're profitable. I'm going to take down those strongholds in the name of Jesus with the authority that I have by Jesus Christ. By the Holy Spirit in me. Holy Spirit with me. Holy Spirit around me and leading me and guide me. I'm going to take that authority. Why? I have the authority to set that captive free in the name of Jesus. And I don't have time for no Goliath standing in my way trying to hold me back when I got all the promise of God in my heart to release as a testimony no matter what the battle is. And if I don't know, then I'm going to go dig. Understand, if you don't know what God's word says in the midst of your battle, then you get on your knees and you get in God's word, understand what God's word says about that. Stand up, take those fresh stones of testimony out and say, I have faith in what? His faithfulness. Don't you know God is faithful? That means, that means he doesn't change. <laughs> so if you stand on God's word, he's faithful to complete his promise in you. Hallelujah. What a wonderful time we're having. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's faithful. Now let's look at this thing. I'm going to go back and start reading this and start declaring this over you. Just to put this in your mind, the sound of that sling coming up to speed. It is changing the atmosphere in the spirit realm. It is breaking through every distraction, every accusation, and every lie of the devil. The sound of your testimony is declaring the authority that is given by Jesus. It is establishing dominion. Get that. Your testimony establishes dominion in the spirit realm that will soon manifest in the physical realm. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I know I can stand on faith on that thing which I don't see. And I'm going to testify and hold to that because my faith will not waver. Because God's faithfulness will not waver. And my faith is not in my, what my eyes can see and my ears can, can hear. My faith is not on what someone else says in their opinions. My faith is in his faithfulness. And I do what I do because I love him. And he loves me. And he's faithful to bring forth his promises each and every day. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> it is establishing dominion in the spirit realm and will soon manifest in the physical realm. The testimony is powered by faith in God alone. Get this. You can't put your faith in the results that you hope for. You can't put your faith in the person standing next to you. You can't put your faith in the man or woman of God that could quote every scripture. You have to put your faith <laughs> in God alone. In what? In Jesus' completed work through the through the cross that he that he that he came, that he lived, that he didn't sin, that he died on the cross. Three days later he rose from the dead. And he, he walked among us. Then he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And he soon perched uh, on that seat. Ready to return. Woo! Hallelujah. As this testament increases momentum. It releases, released into the air. Releasing the power and authority of the word of God into action. So your testimony... Holding the word of God, causing a noisy disruption as you prepare to release it into the spirit realm. <laughs> Woo! It is released into the air, releasing the power and the authority of the word of God into action. Against the enemy of God. Once this word is released. Through the testimony of faith. Unwavering. The enemy has lost the battle. Even before the word connects. Get that. The, the enemy has already lost the battle. Even before the word. Even connects with them. Just the presence of God's word. By your testimony and authority. Being released out into the spirit realm. He already knows. The battle's over. The jig is up. And I'm going down. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the promise is that God's word will never return void. And he always hits his target. Can I get an amen for that? Hallelujah. 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 Can you, can you just look and dig into some of these scriptures again? Knowing that in Hebrews 10.23, that if I just hold fast to the confession of my hope without favoring, for he is promised, is faithful. For he who promised is faithful. Every promise of God is mine. And he who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. He's never going to lie to you. 
He's never going to come up short on you. All we need to do is patiently wait on the manifestation of what his promise said would be there. Testimonies of unwaver of faith. Hallelujah. Are you struggling today? Is there a Goliath in your life right now who is speaking that is going to tear you apart? That is speaking that you will not survive this moment, this hour. Why don't you stand up in the authority of Christ that you have? Do you know Christ? Do you know him as your personal Savior? Why don't you come to him? Why don't you just believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God? Why don't you believe in your heart that he died on the cross for your sins and ours? Why don't you just believe that he died on the cross and was buried and three days later he rose from the dead? Surely he did. And that now he's ascended to the right hand of the Father and he's awaited to come and get us again. Why don't you just believe that? Why don't you just confess that he is your Lord and Savior today? Why don't you ask him into your heart? Why don't you ask him to, to, to forgive you of your sins right now? Lord, forgive me of my sins. I know that you are the Son of God. I know that you died for me on the cross. I know that you rose again from the dead. And I know that soon you're going to come and get your bride. And I want to be a part of that number. And I thank you, Lord. My confession of faith that you are the Son of God. My confession of faith, the only begotten Son of God. My confession of faith that you're the only access point to the Father. My confession of faith that by your stripes I'm healed. My confession of faith that through your blood you're the only sacrifice I need for the forgiveness of my sins right now. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. But because of my confession of faith right now that you are the one and only begotten Son of the one and true and living God, that you died for me on the cross and you shed your blood for me, right now I receive you in Jesus' name to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Did you pray that? Did you believe that? In that now, right now, even in, in the youth of your belief, you have authority to rise up against that devil. Rise up against that Goliath and take hold of the authority that God's given you. What authority? <laughs> He's given you authority of his victory right now in your hands to do what? Make disciples. You mean even in my youth, all you need is the word of God. All you need is your testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I encourage you. Pick up the Word of God. Read through John, the, the, the Gospel of John. Start to understand the person of Jesus Christ and walk with Him. Find a true Bible-believing, preaching church that stands on the Word of God without exception, without wavering. Learn and grow. Find someone that will mentor you. Find someone that will, that will teach you and walk you walk with you. Because you know even right now all you need to do is get the word. Let me give you one of them. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever will believe in him 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe in him, you'll not perish, but you'll have everlasting life. How wonderful is that? Hold to that. Now look at that Goliath in your life and take that authority that you have in Christ. Choose that scripture and hide that. Choose John 3, 16, even 17. Hide them inside your heart. And when it comes time to go against that devil that says you, you, you didn't receive him, you just pull out John 3, 16 as your testimony. You make some noise as you rev that up in, from outside of your heart into your testimony. And you begin to sling that word back at that devil. And he'll collapse in the face of it because God's word will not return void. And what will happen? That devil will fall and you can, you can cut that devil's head off by taking John 3.16 back at his head and cut it off because you have that authority in the name of Jesus. Run against that enemy and know that God has given you the victory. Whatever it may be, know that God has given you the victory. Make some noise today, no matter what your Goliath is, no matter what he looks like. Make some noise of your testimony. Grab, great, reach back into your heart. Pull out some of those stones of the Word of God. Put them inside your testimony and make noise with your testimony. Release that Word into the forehead of that Goliath. Knock him out and then run up to him. With the word of your testimony and defeat that thing by conquering and cutting off its head. Can I get an amen? Can I get an Someone reach out right now. Someone reach out to somebody right now and say, you got to hear this word. Because we know we are living in a day where people are struggling. Goliaths are popping up everywhere. Goliaths are raising their head up everywhere and accusing you of things that, that if you're a child of God, that's not who you are. Do you know when you become a child of God, you're a new creation. You're not who you used to be. You're a brand new creature. You've been changed. Your spirit has been renewed, regenerated. <laughs> Rise up, man and woman of God. Rise up. Make some noise with your testimony. Make sure people hear the gospel of Jesus Christ coming out of your voice. Break that word, those stones out, and speak the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ over the lives of those who do not know him. Take the testimony and make some noise and release the salvation message into the lives of people that don't know him. We do not have a lot of time left. And I declare to you, you are enough right now to reach your family. You're enough right now to reach your community. You're enough right now to reach your city and your country. If you've just now today received Christ, your personal Savior, you are enough. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your path. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord. And I'll close today with the final scripture, the same one we began with, Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. What's that hope? He's soon returning. 
and I'm going to go with him. He has saved me. He has redeemed me. And one day he's going to come and collect me. And I am so glad. And I will not waver in my faith on that. And now look at this. I'm not going to waver on anything he's promised because I know the one that's promised it is faithful. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you. Let the glory of God go before you. Let his anointing break the yoke upon you. Take on the yoke of Christ and rest in him. For he is faithful. Just put your faith in the one that is faithful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining Trust in the Lord with Pastor Tim Dove of the Mission Life Christian Center in Bryson City, North Carolina. Join us next time as we continue to intentionally demonstrate God's love through the Word of God. Remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Blessings to you in the name of Jesus. For more information, you may contact us at The Mission, Live Christian Center, P.O. Box 2197, Bryson City, North Carolina, 28713. Or email us at themission.lcc at yahoo.com.